Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have just the classics. Well, we're going to hear the popular music of Sky Wu or Wu Si Kai. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. <laughs> Okay, it's Tuesday, November 3rd, and this is Here in Taiwan, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Shirley Lin. Hi. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. A special hello to all of you who are watching via our Facebook page, and thanks for being patient. Um, we were having technical difficulties. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> we changed something around here. We changed the lights and something else. <laughs> Anyways, uh, um... Also, hello to our listeners who are listening via the radio. But um, if you're watching via Facebook, do a comment, and we will be looking at our comments throughout the show. We love to interact with you and to know that you are right nearby, um, figuratively, I guess, <laughs> virtually. And today we'll be talking about a man who was fined for tearing up lots of money. Also, Taiwan's cat warrior. And Taiwanese beetle-nut beauties who have made their way into Brazilian comics. And the Taiwanese company that makes a chip in your phone is hiring for a new U.S. location. So if you need a job, maybe you can check into that. <laughs> Those stories and more are coming right up. Well, I want to hear about Taiwan's cat warrior. Someone very important to Taiwan, actually. Well, who is this. Taiwan's cat warrior? She is Taiwan's representative to the U.S., um, Xiaobi Kim. On Halloween, um, she um, you know, uh, posted something um, on Facebook and Twitter, and she uh, actually posted um, her photo wearing a face mask uh, that looks like uh, a cat. So why does she call herself the cat warrior? Uh, because she's a cat-loving person, I think she brought her four cats to the U.S. when she took office a couple months ago. Cats are wonderful. I have a cat. I think maybe I should you show my cat pictures. You can go on and on and talk yeah. about your cat. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he can be annoying, too, I have to admit. <laughs> yeah, he loves food. He's always after our food. And, I don't remember uh, his name. He's um, uh, Felix. Felix. Yes. And so, yeah, cats are... But I can see why she's really... Um, into cats. So right. is our president. Our president has a lot of cats oh, as yes. well. Oh, yes. She She's too. also a cat-loving person. And on her Facebook, Shelby King's um, post uh, has drawn 12,000 likes. And wow. she wrote that, Happy Halloween from the Taiwanese cat warrior. Happy to get in the spirit of celebrations, though no trick or treating for me. <laughs> oh, here's my okay. cat, by the way. Okay, let me The try latest and zoom picture in. of my cat. His name is Felix, Ooh. and he was seen on our show, Taiwan Insider, a few weeks ago. We we're talking about pet power. He's a lot of fun, <laughs> so he's really big. And yeah. this is what uh, our Taiwan, Taiwan's cat warrior looks like. Oh, 
so she's wait, that's Shelby Kim. That's Shelby Kim, and right? She's wearing a face mask, right? Well, she's also um, she was wearing a hoodie, and although we can't see it right now, um, with a logo that reads Taiwan. Oh, okay. So that's a that's a yeah that's a drawing of a cat face on the face mask. Oh, creative. Okay. So she was like a cat for Halloween. We also have a very popular、um, little girl. Her costume made it all over social media, all over the media. Let's take a look at her costume, Paula, the、oh, little girl. Wait a minute, this is kind of scary, though. You're talking about this one here? Yeah.、Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. We have a warning. It looks really scary, even though it's a little girl's costume. Right.、Oh um, she was actually dressed up by her parents. You know, some、um, kids they want to look like a、um, they, they want to look cute. They want to look like a princess, a hero, a Uh, a Batman, but she well, well, her her costume is really <laughs> scary, right? Actually, she really、um, you know her costume is not only、uh, me has made her、um, well not a celebrity,、uh, made her quite popular abroad.、Um, a website in the U.S. is called Nigag. They actually introduce、um, this little girl. They said this little girl's headless Halloween costume is creepily creative. It, it is. is. I don't know how they did that, but very、right. um, creepy. It does. I mean, yeah, she's holding oh, her oh, own oh, head、wait. along with everybody else. Let's see. She's holding her own head, and、uh, she's it looks sitting next to a princess. Realistic. <laughs> so her parents. You got to give it to her parents too, right? They're、uh, they're the ones who made the costume. So、oh uh, not everyone's like that here in Taiwan. We have a lot of、uh, uh, people who are afraid of things like that. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of taboo to talk about ghosts and、um, death and things in Taiwan culture. So she's kind of a、uh, you know a <laughs> trendsetter here in a different way. Well, her、uh, costume was actually you know it's a custom made. Custom? Oh, someone made it by her? by her mother. By her mom. A mother?、Right. Yeah, that's what I figured.、Yeah. And the girl's father said, you know, her,、um, her daughter's classmates are a little bit scared. They want to get. They don't want to get too close to her. I, yeah, it does look scary. I would only dress up my daughters looking cute. I would never dress them up looking scary、really? and scare people off. Never. Yeah. Are you scared of ghosts? Is that why? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I like. The, I don't like those. Yes. You know, after I watch a horror movie, uh huh, I I have problems sleeping that night. Okay, so <laughs> even now, does did it, it, did we have any comments about the costumes? No. Anyways,、uh, if you, you have know, any thoughts、um, about those, well, Rashinaz said、um, Shelby King's face mask is good. It does、uh-huh. look pretty cool.、Right. Yeah, yeah, really that's cool. That's right. All、okay. right. So、uh, that's it. Okay, I'm going to show you another interesting picture. This is a picture of a whole lot of a thousand NT dollar bills torn in half. Yeah, if you can really tell from the picture. I don't picture, know if you can tell, but can you just imagine? A thousand NT dollars is worth about thirty U.S. dollars. So、all、imagine a whole, whole bunch of fifty U.S. dollar bills ripped in half.、Um, actually, how many did he, this guy rip up? He ripped up one hundred twenty-five, one thousand, one thousand banknotes. So it's like, a, and then he ripped up ten hundred NT dollar bills. So he ripped up one hundred thirty-five thousand. Dollars in cash, which is almost five thousand U.S. dollars.、Huh. Now, why did he do that? He was just frustrated. He couldn't find a job. He couldn't find an apartment, and he just like lost it. And、um, totally, yeah, he lost it. And and then he was in a hotel, so he threw the thousand you know dollar bills outside the window 
from the hotel room. Really? He threw the hundred dollar pieces uh, in his room. Uh huh. And what's worse is he's getting fined for this. I know. You he, bet. Not only did he lose all that money, he has to pay more than the amount that he ripped up. So, so did he regret afterwards? Does it what, go on to oh, say? I think so. And 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 <laughs> is sure he, he is he rich? It. I mean, why do you... Well, okay, okay, he lost his mind. I don't know the details about this guy, but... He just um, totally lost his yeah. mind. I mean, actually, they're letting him do community service, you know, maybe in places of fines, which I would definitely do if I were him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of money. So, um, yeah, anyways, that's that's kind of a crazy well, story. By the way, uh, Douglas, Douglas North wrote, um, I love my cat, Robin. Oh, what do you love about Robin? Oh, Wow, that's nice. Everybody's got cats. Well, cats are really sweet. So my cat's like, he he's like he'll come and purr. You know, here he is, like lounging around in his bed. Oh, that's you a different see picture. picture. Okay. So here he is lounging around in his bed. This is like right near our front door. So a lot of times <laughs> he's waiting there for us, or like when we leave the home, he's like watching us as we leave, really sad. And then like in the morning, sometimes he'll come in the room and purr. You know, and he does stuff like that. But he can be annoying, too. He likes to eat our food. He's like, <laughs> right. oh, I mean, right when I'm getting ready to cook, he's going to jump on the stove. He's going to jump on the on the raw food that I'm cutting, you know. So we have to put him in a different room oh. while we're eating and cooking. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Rashid Naz just said, beautiful. Yeah, he's a beautiful cat. So anyways, um, yeah, our, our president and our, you know, U.S. envoy love cats. <laughs> Okay, so in Taiwan, we have this thing called a beetle nut beauty. I think you have to explain what that is, Shirley, and it made mm-hmm. it all the way to Brazil. Well, actually, the Brazilian came to Taiwan. He's in oh, Taiwan. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, so, okay, so basically what happened yeah. is that, um, oh, beetle nut beauties. What they are, are um, they're women, usually dressed very, you know, scantily, and they stay in this, like, you know, glass encasement, and they sell beetle nuts. Okay, what are beetle nuts? They are like a stimulant, and um, they keep you awake. So that's why a lot like of tobacco, truck, right? Yeah, it's like a, a lot of truck drivers like to have beetle nuts, chew on beetle nuts, you know, when they drive at night, that kind of thing. So it's really bad for you, actually. It you gives know. you oral cancer. Nothing we encourage. Exactly. So um, yeah, but but it's quite a um, you know quite a, a, a profession here uh, in Taiwan. Yeah, well, beetle nut like- beauties. Yeah, people, they're very famous. They've been doing this for 10, 20 years. Right. Okay, so 30-year-old Lucas uh, from Brazil learned about this, and um, he's actually making comic book out of this um, this topic. Now, what happened was that um, uh, he was saying that uh, he uh, really loves Japanese comic books, and... Um, and he wanted to become a comic book artist himself since he was a child. And then he, one time he was uh, searching for Japanese cartoon theme songs. See, he's really more into Japanese comic books. But accidentally, he downloaded a music video of a Taiwanese girl pop group, S.H.E., so then he started learning about Taiwan, and he was really curious about Taiwan. So he came in 2014 to study a master's degree at the Taipei National University of Arts. Oh my gosh, it's the same school that my son went to. <laughs> and um, he realized then that uh, some people don't deem comic book drawing as like a profession, a good profession. And he thinks that's really a pity. 
So he decided, you know, actually he came back a second time because he liked Taiwan so much. And he came back a second time and he decided to use bodies, human bodies as canvases. And he portrayed his artwork through his models. So he would do the comic strip on person's model, you know, on, on their body. So he's doing a very unusual way of doing this. Now, the first time he heard about Beetle Nut Beauties was through t- watching a Taiwanese movie. At the time when he watched it, he thought it was just fictional. He thought that, you know, it's just, there's no such thing as Beetle Nut Beauties in these, you know, glass encasements. Until he came to Taiwan and he realized it's real. It's not fiction, you know. And so that really got his curiosity about Beetle Nuts and decided to make this his theme for his comic book strip. Oh, I see. So basically, he has it that the Beetle Nut Beauty is actually uh, her own boss. And she's a single mom, a single parent. Because actually, he himself is also from a single parent family. You know, his mom takes care of, you know, raised him and his sister. And, um, you know, um, he realizes that some culture, you know, they don't really look up to single parent families. But here in Taiwan, he sensed that, you know, there's no discrimination of that sort. And also, his mom came visiting in Taiwan. And she was really moved by the fact that she saw these, um, you know, physically um, challenge people in wheelchairs, they get around the, the you know get around Taiwan like very easily. There's a lot of convenience. There's a lot of you know um, infrastructure that's catered to these you know wheelchair people. And he realized she she was really moved because in Brazil, for these you know physically handicapped people, they usually just stay home because they just don't want to be seen in public. Hmm. There's a lot more discrimination back home. But he, she doesn't, and they don't see that here in Taiwan. So he totally loves Taiwan. And she, you know, her mom, his mom is very, you know, very, feels very safe that his, her son is here in Taiwan and all that. So it's really quite something. He said his stories are mostly uplifting. And, um, you know, because he's a colored person himself from a single parent household, you know, he... You know, back home, he faces a lot of um, discriminatory acts and gazes. But in Taiwan, he doesn't feel that at all. You know, that Taiwan is really a lot more accepting and tolerant about different cultures and different colors, you know, that kind of thing. And so um, he thinks that it's really great here in Taiwan. But uh, yeah, so he's using his comic, um, you know, love, uh, you know, for, for doing comics as a way to share about Taiwan and, you know, say all the great things about Taiwan. Is, is he only to share about Beetle Nut Beauties? I mean, I don't oh, think no. that's like the thing we really want people to know about Taiwan. <laughs> but I think he's more uh, really uh, seeing the difference of people, how people react to different cultures and, um, and different, you know, Color well, people are very, very welcoming in Taiwan. Yeah. Very so he's, welcoming, very friendly. Right, very friendly. So he really brings that up about Taiwan here is that people are very friendly. They're open to all kinds of cultures and, you know, they're less discriminatory and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Do we have any comments? Yes, we have a message from Jane Delory. Um, he wrote, I had she, an art she, is oh, she, I'm sorry, yeah. it's she. Okay, I had an art teacher in high school who hated that I drew comics and decided to teach me real art. That makes me mad because <laughs> it takes a lot of effort and techniques to draw comics. Years later, I'm still I'm still drawing comics and letting other people do so-called um, real art. Mm. Well, definitely, they're a form of art. Yeah, comics yeah. are hard to draw, right? I know they're hard. So yeah, we should, uh, you know, have be more open-minded. 
And I think things are changing. And he sensed that things are changing because he saw that how Bidonut Beauty, their profession, was looked down on before. But now that times are changing, he thinks that people should have different views about more open-minded to even like, you know, Bidonut Beauties and their jobs. So that's one thing he was really pointing out, that times are changing. People need to change their way of thinking. I yeah. see. What do you think, Shirley? Yeah, I think so, too. Um, although I feel sorry for them, really. Because I yeah. think they have a tough job. I mean, they they don't just dress scantily and you know, like in these you know neon in these neon boxes to look pretty. I mean, they have a tough job. Some of them are single moms. You know, it's that's they do their it for job. the money and you, yeah, they're selling something to make a and, living. Um, it, they're just selling products, but they they're letting mm. people uh, look at their bodies. You know, so. Um, of or, course, there I were mean, incidents in skimpy, where... In skimpy clothes. Right. Yeah. Of course, there were incidents of like maybe sexual harassment and things like that. But really, I think um, I think Taiwanese people are being taught to really be more respectful of each other's jobs. And, and I think that um, less of those incidents are being reported now. Mm-hmm. But in the past, I mean, it really was looked down on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty. So, um, all right. So that's the latest from a Brazilian here. Yeah. Taiwan. Yay to Lucas. about something else Taiwan is very famous for is our high-tech industry and the most one of the most important companies in the world is here in Taiwan um, some people say it's the biggest company you never heard of it's called TSMC of course here in Taiwan we've all heard of it but it's the company that makes most of the chips and most of the phones in the world it's right. like the best company that does that that has the highest end technology and they're opening a new um, plant in the U.S. So what they're doing is they're recruiting right now. They just started to recruit, um, and I don't know if anyone's interested, but they're going to be hiring R&D engineers, process integration engineers, module process engineers, module equipment engineers, facility mechanical engineers, and equipment automation software engineers. I don't think I can do any of those jobs. <laughs> Neither can I. So, But they said that the uh, new hires will initially work in Taipei, and some of them, some of them will be dispatched to the wafer fab um, they plan to build in Arizona. And you know, I was looking at what they do. You know, they use five nanometer. Can you know what a nanometer is? It's Nanotechnology, like, yeah. It's so small. So small. It's like what is it? A thousandth of a meter or something? Or it's it's like it's invisible. Okay. To it's really tiny. Yeah. And in, they can design a chip. Um, with features that small. So they're the best in the world. Um, they have this, you know, the most finest capability. And they're going to be moving to three nanometer technology. Um, I think it's next in 2022. So they're the only company in the world who can do things at that level. Mm-hmm. But um, so anyways, construction of the fab in Arizona is going to start next year. So it's going to bring a lot of jobs. They're planning to em- employ about 1,600 workers there and make about 20,000 wafers a month. Um, and they actually already have some sites in the U.S. They run a fab in Camas, Washington, and they have design centers in Austin, Texas, and San Jose, California. So it's a company that we're very proud of. And, you know, what they're very good at is they're very good at um, being confidential. Like, for example, uh, Intel and Apple and Huawei, they all, like, send them their orders to make the chips. But, of course, you can't tell 
other companies what you're doing. So right. they keep it very secret among the employees and, you know, between competitors. And now that um, the U.S. is not working with Huawei, you know, uh, Taiwan has become even more important. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a message from Douglas North. He wrote, I can't do any of those jobs either yet, <laughs> anyway. And he also wrote, one billionth of a meter. I had to look okay, it up. Okay, it's one billion. Yeah, I knew something wow. crazy like it. Thank you so much, Douglas. <laughs> I knew it was a super small. I'm like, super how small. can they even like design something like that? I mean, that's yeah, how amazing? fine they can work on those chips. It's amazing. Wow. So I would really actually like to go to TSMC and interview people there because they're they're one of the most important companies in the world. And that's partly why the U.S. wants them in the U.S. Because, you know, we're making the most important part of all these high-tech products in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's here in Taiwan. And and they don't want us to make stuff for Huawei anymore, Mm. TSMC, so they're not. So now China is in a bad situation. They have to make their own, and they don't have the technology. Oh. So anyways, um, it's, you know, it's a pretty big... uh, company and they're hiring so um yeah just let you know have a nice heartwarming story. Tell us about this. I do have a nice heartwarming story. Okay, so what happened was that there were this group of like five high school kids from Xinzhu, and I think they were part of a team training for some kind of bikeathon, and that was going to happen in October. But back in July, they were training for this in Huarin or something like that, and then um, they were out of water, and they were thirsty, so they dropped by a police station and asked for water. But it was around noontime, and so the police said, aren't you guys hungry? And they were shy to say that they're hungry. So then the police brought them five instant noodles, okay? And, and yeah, I'm, I, I know this brand. These things can really fill you up, by the way. So they're not even like, you know, very stingy on, on the... They, they bought a good brand. Right, they got a good brand. This is really, they can really fill you up. And so then the police got them these um, instant noodles and then, um, but then, you know, and told them to finish it. And then they knew that the boys couldn't just be fill, filled with just instant noodles. They brought up crackers and some of the snacks and all that kind of stuff. And so they were all, you know, very thankful. You know, they asked for water, but instead they got instant noodles and crackers and everything. So then they said, um, well, actually, the police kind of forgot all about this incident. This was back in July. And the kids even asked them, you know, they're so cute. They said, "Um, how much instant noodles should we pay for them? And the police said, no, they're free, you know. Anyway, so in October, they went for the race. And then they didn't forget about, you know, these nice policemen. So they went back with their coach and got them a case of 12 instant noodles, a whole case of it, to thank them for, you know, their good gestures. And the policemen were really moved, but they said that they're going to keep the instant noodles for other, you know, Aww, maybe like nice. people who are hungry, you know, when they were right. like lost in the people mountains in or whatever, need. in need, you know. And so it, I thought that was just kind of really cute that they decided to do that. But, um, you know, here's a picture of... Um, them, I think, you know, like, like munching down on the, uh, <clears throat> oh, on the instant on the noodles, instant, instant noodles, and I think this is the picture of later of you know after they sent the case, and they took pictures with the policemen. So see the five kids 
Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Doesn't say how they did on the race, but anyway. So <laughs> when you are cold yeah. and hungry. Yeah, yeah you when you're cold and hungry. I know. Yeah, it's unforgettable, right? The gesture was unforgettable yeah, instant, to them. Yeah, instant noodles is like everybody's comfort comfort food. That's right. Yeah, it's got to be. I remember we talked about story when President Tsai visited troops um, stationed in the mountains. She actually brought, brought them. hot pot. Yeah, hot, hot pot. pot. So food, you can't go wrong yeah. with food. Hot mm. food, right? Cold weather. Yeah, that's All what you right. need. Right. So um, it is uh, November 3rd, actually. It's going to be election day in the U.S. So Ooh. we wish the U.S. a very fair and peaceful elections. Yes. Our thoughts are with you. And uh, thank you so much for uh, being here with us on uh, Here in Taiwan. For Here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Paula Chow. See you next time. Goodbye. This is Radio Taiwan International. This song called Sharing is one of the biggest hits from the late 1990s to the early 2000s. You can hear it all over Taiwan, and it's by the Taiwanese mandopop singer Sky Wu or Wu Sakai. Sing 独自拥有至今我人生深感动好友如同一扇窗能让视野不同与你分享的快乐胜过独自拥有至今我人生深感动好友如同一扇门让世界开阔
想类似的生活，太多感受，却非三言两语能形容。可能又是我们顾虑太多，顾虑太多，太多决定需要我们去选择。担心会犯错，担心会犯错，难免会受挫，难免会受挫。幸好一路上有你陪我，与你分享的快乐胜过独自拥有，至今我人生深感动。好友如同一扇窗，能让视野不同。与你分享的快乐胜过独自拥有，至今我人生深感动。好友如同一扇门，让世界开阔。与你分享的快乐胜过独自拥有。至今我人生深感动，好友如同一扇窗，能让视野不同。与你分享的快乐胜过独自拥有，至今我人生深感动。好友如同一扇门，让世界变开阔。
is the winner of two Golden Melody Awards. He won the Best Artist Award in 1990 and Best Mandarin Male Vocalist in 2004. Next is also one of his biggest hits, A Special Love for a Special You. Thank you. 
想知道他是谁，可是问到嘴边就后悔。在这温柔的长夜，何必让你流泪？每次你若爱过谁，就剪断了头发当耳垂。小手脸，旁眼眶黑，我看了都会心碎。从不问你他是谁，就怕泄露心事不自觉。在这温柔的长夜，让你发现我流泪。心就爱爱爱爱，除了爱情失去一切，却不知道输给谁。苦恋的人们都会，一沾上了爱就爱爱爱爱，就算充满了苦与悲，也不会告诉谁。Of Sky Wu, a very popular Taiwanese mando pop singer, and let's end with another one of his big hits. 
love, and sorrow. Thanks for joining me for Just the Classics. I'm Natalie Sell.
决定分手。This is Radio Taiwan International。Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 6185 kilohertz. In South Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kilohertz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.